are ex-Overland, and over the past 10 years, my wife and I have established a business doing what we love. Throughout the last 10 years, we have built over 20 Overland vehicles that have taken us and our team around the world as we film our adventures. My name is Clay Croft, and I am the founder and CEO of ExOverland. On this podcast, we take a deep dive beyond what the camera can capture to offer you as much insight into the world of Overland travel as possible. The ExOverland podcast is brought to you by Onyx Off-Road. To find the special places we're seeking at ExOverland, that next level trail, or that once in a lifetime campsite, we often find ourselves far beyond the grid. With fully functional GPS capability, even when outside the range of cell phone coverage, Onyx allows us to get off the grid and confidently continue on our journey. Use the code XOverland to get 20% off your subscription today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to XOverland's Prologue podcast. Uh, we're setting up episode zero here so that uh, you can get a base understanding of who we are, why we are saying the things we're saying uh, based off of our previous experiences up until now. And today I have my beautiful wife, Rochelle, with me. And we have the beautiful Jimmy Lewis, who is <laughs> our content so director. <laughs> so uh, the three of us will be doing a bunch of the hosting and talking to a bunch of people over the course of the podcast through the years ahead, I'm sure. And uh, But for today, we are just going to give a quick outline, try to keep this podcast short to get you up to speed uh, on everything XO over the last pretty much 12 years, maybe a little bit before that, and uh, up until where we are today. So shall we begin with Inception? We shall. I think we okay. need to go all the way back to that time. Okay. Inception was in 2010 of Expedition Overland. Mm-hmm. I was with... Uh, Rochelle's father, my father-in-law, and we took our first 10-day trip down to Moab, Utah. Hadn't been on a big trip like that before. I'd learned a little bit about what overlanding was. I'd read some overland journal, et cetera. We can get into that later, but uh, basically got hooked on this 10-day trip. And uh, by that Christmas, that was in the summer, and by that Christmas, we were like, you know what? We should try and shoot a show on this. And that's where Inception came from right there at the end of 2010. Um. Mm-hmm. We decided we wanted to travel the world and see the world and not just, uh, we loved camping and we loved touring and we mm-hmm. love all that, but we wanted to go big time. And I would say that one of the big inspirations was, uh, you and McGregor's long way around Charlie Borman's, mm-hmm. you know, the motorcycle diary of them going around the world. I remember watching that in the garage. I'd been inspired, et cetera. And then mm-hmm. fast forward, we kind of started our own show and doing it ourselves yeah, I think, I mean, um, there was a lot of factors involved in that decision. We, one, you had come from a film background. You'd gotten into film in college. We had a, started a small film company called Highline Productions, which we still use to this day. And so you started out shooting wedding videos, commercials around town. And we got into the point, we had three young kids. I was pregnant with Eli, our third son. And... The recession hit. We were kind of, how are we going to pay these bills? What are we going to do? And you, it was that night you were in the garage and you saw those two Toyotas and you, and we just watched long way around and you're like, Hey, we got the camera. We have the equipment. We kind of maybe have an idea of how to do this. Not fully understanding what we were getting into at the yep. time. And we're like, what if we did a show on overlanding? You just learned about this new thing. And so 
that was the initial inception to X Overland and how we all, how we started. Yep. Then we took another quick trip down to Moab to shoot like a pilot series. Back in the day, it was, YouTube wasn't really a thing yet. Um, you could only have two minute videos on YouTube at the time. Uh, so it was all Vimeo and it's really television based. We were kind of working in the television world already. So we were like, well, this is how you do it. You got to go shoot a pilot. You got to show like a sizzle reel. Mm -hmm. You got to go show it. You got to get somebody to sign off on it. And then once you get some interest from somebody, then, then you go for it. They'll either give you money and you go shoot your show. And, but now, I mean, and we just have always rode the wave of YouTube coming online. Then it was went from two minutes to 10 minutes and then they finally opened it up to full whatever you wanted. And then, um, let's see that's with that tech coming available. We just kind of stayed in control of it the whole time. And we, we had decided through past experiences that we, you know, if we can main, con maintain control over the content and not have to sell it to discovery or somebody or whoever it is, mm -hmm. it's going to be better for us. Cause we had previous experience with these other networks and stuff. And they're like, okay, if they own it, they control it. They'll tell you to fight. They'll tell you to this. We want more drama. You know, they steer the ship. Yeah. And we were just like, well, there's enough drama in the world right now. And TV's garbage. So we should shoot what we think we should shoot. And, uh, it's going to be a long haul road, but mm -hmm. it'll be worth it because we'll, we'll stay true to ourselves because of it. And so we did. Well, mm -hmm. you know, listening to the two of you here as we launched a podcast, the we component of the beginning of XO, it, it stands out so much. And I think it's so important and, and fundamental to your story. Mm -hmm. And here we are 12, 13 years later, and the we is still together. <laughs> And functioning and working to build XO into something even greater. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. So that is that is amazing uh, to be a, a witness to um, as a fan and now as somebody who works here at Exoverland. So awesome. the other thing too, I'm thinking, Clay, is what you were mentioning about you know keeping the content your own is fundamental to what we do. Yeah. Um, and so I think addressing our pillars of content and why we weren't willing to go with the overly dramatized television series and things of that nature, which there's plenty of that. Yeah. There's yeah. too much of that. Uh, and we, so the pillars of our, of our business and what we try to shoot are always in the vein of authenticity. We mm -hmm. want to be as authentic as possible, but tell a good story too. Um, you can, you can bore your audience and the people watching your stuff with all the fine details and the minutia of facts. So we, we still want to tell a good story and that revolves around, um, inspiration, education, and entertainment. If we can inspire folks, cool. Cause we were inspired by other people. We want to, you know, propagate that further. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and then if we can entertain, that just makes it fun to watch. And then, if you're learning something, if you're getting an aha moment out of it and you're then, then it's actually adding value to, to your life. Mm -hmm. And we, Shelly and I, and now the whole company, everybody involved at the company, which is around 10 full-time people here at Expedition Overland to do what we do, um, is really all about building as much impact as possible. And we're going to have to hold the line on some stuff that we believe in. That's okay. But we mm -hmm. really want to build the most in inclusive and impactful media company at the end of the day is yeah. what we are, mm -hmm. uh, to help people go and explore the world. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And that was one of the foundations is you mentioned to when we started XO is we wanted to create a show that was high quality. We wanted to hit, we wanted to be at that level of a show you would see on a major network. And so we always strove to create the absolute best content, shoot with the best equipment that we could afford, do the best job, go the extra mile to make it really beautiful content. And that's still what we strive for to this day. We're always trying to outdo ourselves. Yes, over the last one. <laughs> I'm thinking right now, Rochelle, the, the, the awards, even that you mentioned this morning, right? Yeah. The LAFA awards and the Vegas awards, like our, mm-hmm. our work is now critically acclaimed. Um, that, so it just speaks to the integrity we've always had here at XO. The pillars of content remain the same. Our podcast is all about that. It's about entertaining people, educating people, mm-hmm. and inspiring people. Right. To get out there. And that's the impact we want to make on the world is a positive one. Absolutely. And, uh, we believe we can do that through overlanding. And that's what we're doing. Indeed. So mm-hmm. in order to do be authentic, we want we obviously wanted to travel the world and get into expeditions and, and global trips. Um, so that's what kicked off and has been the backbone of all of the stories that we tell. Um, and that's what will I mean, that's what sh- has shaped all of our content is the trips that we've planned to do. Mm-hmm. So I thought we'd get into that a little mm-hmm. bit. Let's do it. Um, we did first, we, we call it season zero in North America. We did six episodes where we kind of just ran around local, got close around local as in like the United States and tipped our toe into Canada. And at the end of those episodes, we were like, oh, we got to do something bigger. So we set our mm-hmm. sights on doing a big trip into Alaska, which mm-hmm. is a lot of people's first ambition yeah. to go and see on a big trip. It was ours as well. Yep. So then we fundraised for that mm-hmm. and uh, went and shot in 2013, the Alaska Yukon series season one. Yep. And then when we were there, we got the bug that was like, Hey, maybe we could travel the Pan American. Yeah. We've learned about what that is. And so let's zip up to the top of Prudhoe Bay and start at least that storyline that maybe, maybe just one day we'd be able to complete the Pan American, which seemed, Oh, it seemed such a far impossible reach. Yeah. It was, it was beyond our wildest dream that we would yeah. be able to do that, but we kept working towards it. And by yeah. 2015, uh, we partnered with uh, general tire and Toyota and, and obviously others. And, uh, we got the central America season put together and that was Baja Mexico, all the way to Panama, to the Darien Gap. Yep. And that is a tremendous series, by the way, as a fan, (laughs) like Central and South America were just mind-blowing. So the whole Pan Pan Am trilogy is phenomenal. Oh, thank you. Central America was the hardest so far trip for me. Um, It was was stretching, and I didn't necessarily have, I don't know, I was learning a lot of stuff at the time uh, about filmmaking, international travel. Central America is not the easiest place to travel in. It has its own, yeah. it's its own thing. Yeah. Um, it's still awesome. Still wonderful to go down there. But uh, yeah, we completed that. And then by 2016, we tried to go to South America. We lost our, our major funding. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had to pivot. And that's when we did the Return of the McKinsey series. Uh, we went back up, followed Alexander McKinsey's trail. Yeah. Uh, in British Columbia, which we learned a lot from that too. It was like heavy trail logistics. You learned a lot trip. about fuel management. Yeah, just being off grid for trails. two yeah. weeks straight. And yep. 
Uh, and then by 2017, we finally were able to partner with Toyota and General Tire again um, and get the South America expedition up and running, which was a massive undertaking to go from Colombia clear to Argentina at the very bottom yeah. and then back up to Buenos Aires. We'd never shipped trucks before We'd never had shipped trucks. Yeah. So that was our first time putting vehicles on containers and yep. row, row, roll on, roll off. And it was, we did it in two phases. Yep. It was a lot. It was a lot. And I want to speak to you when you say, you know, we, we, some years we didn't have funding or we do have funding. And from day one, when we started Expedition Overland, we started it as a business because we knew that if we wanted to sustain and go and be in it for the long haul to have the longevity, we had to somehow turn this into a business where we had income to pay for the film production, um, yeah, eventually pay the bills, pay the people on our trips. Everyone who's been on our trips has always been paid. And then we have to pay for the film production and editing time on the back end. So all of that, we have to spool all that up in the beginning of our year to get ready for the trips we want to take. And so some on those off years, that's why the Pan American took us that long. We did Alaska in 2013, Central America 15, South America 17. So we had those off years in there where it just took us longer to get all that funding in the door so we could make those big pushes. Yeah, I think that that's a really important point you're bringing up, Rochelle, as CFO of Exoberland, yeah. too, I might have, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're speaking to that, uh, Clay being CEO. And now um, it's clear like how Exo has been able to sustain itself. Mm -hmm. And it's clear to us, right? But I, I think it's important for our listeners to also understand the evolution of Exoverland as a business. Mm -hmm. And that vision you had in the beginning, that if this is going to be sustainable, if we're going to do this the rest of our lives or for as long as we want to continue to do it, yeah, it has to be a business model that works. And yep. I've seen that here um, very clearly and learned a lot about that. And I think there, there are still people who don't fully understand, um, what it is to build those relationships with business partners so we can continue to do this, but we, yeah. we are totally transparent about that and how we operate and what we share with our fans. Um, and that mm -hmm. is something that, that drew me here at X Overland is, is that attitude and transparency toward everything we do. Sure. Awesome. Yeah. We love our partners. We work with amazing companies and we strove to go for the best companies that we would want the gear that we trust to be on our trucks for six weeks in the middle of South America where we can't go down to the store and buy a part. You have to have gear that will sustain that. And we went for the top and we, that's how we approach that is we, still we love do. this gear. We love this product. We believe in it. Would you want to work with us? And we say no to a lot of stuff. We do. You know, we get a lot of, anymore. We get a lot of offers and people that want to work with us. And we say no to a lot because mm -hmm. we only work with what we think is appropriate uh, for us and what we do. So our authenticity is never compromised. Plus, we don't have any time to waste with something that's in, potentially inferior or a distraction. Um, and something that could truly jeopardize the expedition. Um, mm -hmm. because of the lack of quality. And, and that's a, 
a place where I want to put in a word for Toyota on that. And you mentioned Long Way Round being an original inspiration. Um, I can relate to that. It was the same for me in getting into adventure motorcycling. But I remember distinctly in that series when they were trying to negotiate with partners and one of the partners flat thought they would fail and weren't willing to risk putting their machines to the test and doing what they were trying to do. Toyota came to the plate. You had an extreme vision of what you wanted to accomplish. They put their product out there and it's performed flawlessly. So um, I'm I'm very excited that we work with Toyota and looking forward to what we're going to do with them in the future. Me too. And absolutely to be clear that that relationship we bought all of our trucks for the first seven years of our Mm -hmm. we didn't have a relationship with toyota for seven years they watched us from a distance um i learned that later after we you know got into discussions with them and they look yeah we've been watching you for a while um toyota is consistently a conservative company so they they make calculated moves and uh yeah, and we haven't always been funded by them. They've come and gone, you yeah. know, but the partnership has always been there and the support For has sure. always been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, and what you're saying, speaking towards like long way around when the com- when one of the companies didn't support them, we, we run into that too. It's like mm-hmm. you want people that believe in you and know that they, you can do it. Yeah. And then we have to deliver. But if, if there's any hesitancy within the company, if you're uh, worth worth anything or this or that, or you're going to be able to complete it, it's already a no. Yeah. Or if they try to dictate how you should film or what you should say. It's a no. It's a no on our end. Yeah. So kudos to the companies who do get behind us and what we want to do. We work with great people. people. Yeah. Um, So moving back to the podcast, what do we hope to accomplish here? What's our vision for the X Overland podcast? Yeah. Well, bringing it back around to just that global travel you know, we wanted to bring people kind of up to speed if they've, if they've never seen anything we've done or know of um, who we are, what we do. You know, we've, we completed the Pan American Highway all by overland style. So we are self, self-sufficient, contained out of our vehicles for all of those trips, as well as uh, film production crew. So we do all of it. So the people you see on the series, that's all there is. We don't have an extra camera crew following us in the back. It's us. It's us. Self-sustained. Self-sustained in every way. That's extraordinary. Even down to the film production. That's extraordinarily. So we've we've had those locations under our belt. Clay's done some trips with E7, Expedition 7 through Russia. He's actually crossed Greenland north to south with them. The E7 team was being a part of the E7 expeditions was a major builder. This is outside of Expedition Mm -hmm. Overland. Yeah. Um, Russia, the Road of Bones, South America, Central America. Uh, and then in 2018, we crossed the Greenland ice sheet from south to north uh, for the first time in history mm-hmm. uh, on a 21-day expedition there in Greenland. Um, and then you've done a bunch of stuff, too, oh, rally yeah. racing. <laughs> uh, you did your first Morocco, the Rally Asia de Gazelles. What year yeah, was that? 2012. In 2012. Right starting out. And then you did the, eventually did that three times. I did. Then yeah. came back t- and did... Uh, that's in Morocco. And then you mm-hmm. came back and was part of the first Rebel Rally ever. Yep. 2016, the and, inaugural Rebel Rally. And then was it in? 2019. 19, you came back. Yep. Raced or rallied with Lexus. Uh-huh. And won it. Yes. Yes. So. That was a fun one. <laughs> and then last year you hosted it. You were the, the, the live yeah. host of the Rebel Rally. So we, we yeah. are, we, even though we do Expedition Overland, that's like 
105% of our time. <laughs> With the other remaining 120% of our time, we have other extracurricular activities that we do too that help us shape who we are yes. and give us better insights yes. and fuel our own needs for adventure. What what really is important here to look at, I think, is how your credentials have come through an organic, hardworking evolution of knowledge, skills, pushing your own personal boundaries, mm-hmm. working together as a couple. Um, and then that sets us apart to, I believe, in um, the media space of overlanding for some people sure. um, is that, you know, we, we have gotten to the place to where we are launching this podcast through a lot of hard work and a lot of skill, knowledge, development. And that's why we're in a good place to speak to a lot of things over landing, I believe. Yeah. So I think For as sure. you hear us to that point, as you hear us make statements, this is where we're coming from. And this is yeah. why we really wanted to have this prologue episode uh, to give that foundation. Now, are we going to be right all the time? No. The, a lot of this stuff is our opinion. It's based off of our experience. So, you know, take it for what it is. But uh, it's it's from our experience that we're speaking from. Yeah. You know? And uh, we, we like uh, to forge around here. There's a, a statement that comes up like, we're doing and saying things one way today, but tomorrow we may not be saying those same things in the same way because we found a better way to do it and we will address it then. If we find better ways to speak towards something, if there's a better method of doing something, we mm-hmm. will we will change our ways and speak towards it. You mm-hmm. know, as part of us just forging and becoming better and better at what we do and we will relay that through the podcast. It's mm-hmm. actually one of the better ways to do that because of the conversational element of podcasts and how fast you can kick content out. That's what I think is the purpose when we look at the vision for our podcast. For our fans, it's a place to join in on conversations and experience Mm -hmm. insights that are impossible in other forms of media. So it's a unique form of media that we're getting into now and at a place in EXO's development when we're really ready, eager, I would say, to speak to a variety of different topics and then to share our growth as we move forward from here. Absolutely. And I'll comment on one more pillar that's really critical to at least our internal business, and that's that everyone remains teachable. We are always learning. We do not have all the answers to reiterate. We have a lot of experience and we have skills that we've learned, but we have learned from great people in this field as well, like Scott Brady of Overland Journal. He's He's been one of our mentors and cheerleaders from the very beginning. And you have Paul May of Equipped. And you have Mario these amazing Donovan. Mario Donovan. You have these amazing people. He's with AT Overland who have who um came with us as we were starting as the young bucks in this space. We were in our twenties and came around us and just cheerleaded us the whole way. And so that's I have to give credit to all those people that have helped us along the way and we are eager to continue to learn and be teachable in this space. Yeah, Rochelle. And I would say like something we're doing here with our podcast is helping people into the overlanding space. There might be a lot of people who kind of following the zeitgeist of this over the last decade or more are getting into overlanding. Now they're wondering about a whole lot of things. Yeah. And the podcast is a place to bring them into the community and introduce them to people like Brady and overland journal and mm-hmm. right. The whole world of overlanding that, that we've been a part of now for years. Yeah. Uh, which is a wonderful community, right? It's yeah. the best community. It it's is awesome. awesome. I'm biased, but yeah. it's awesome. <laughs> cool. Well, then, then past that, let's see. We've got... Uh, truck builds are a big part builds. of our business. Yep. Uh, we we'll didn't be talking a lot about 
that in the future podcast coming mm-hmm. up. We're working on some brand new ones right now and um, big missions ahead. And our vision for Expedition Overland going forward is to travel the world, to go see the world and continue to use our trucks to experience all the cool nooks and crannies of this planet and uh, hopefully learn a thing or two about those places and ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And keep inspiring people to go do the same. Yeah. Right. To travel the world, learn about themselves. I would say that's another uh, pillar of of what we do at X Overland is beyond the external world of nuts and bolts and trucks. We also get into that internal space that overlanding reaches in people. And we look at how we grow as individuals, as couples through the experience of overlanding. And that's an exciting this is an exciting space to podcast to talk about those aspects of overlanding. Yeah. This podcast is not going to just only be nuts and bolts and hardware and what tires best and what, you know, what light bars brighter. Uh, those are all cool things, but we're going to be talking a lot more broader than that. We will get into that stuff from time to time, but yeah, it's big picture overlanding, which, which is what I get the most excited to talk about and to teach or mm-hmm. help people inspire. Um, because at the end of the day, whether whatever tire you're on, at least you're on a tire out there doing something, you know, yeah. uh, I, I would hope that you're inspired to uh, get to that state where you're out, you're out and about somewhere doing something. Yes. Yeah. So in the end, we're hoping this podcast creates impact. That's just exactly what we hope it does for you. If you like what you experience here, please subscribe, rate and review us. We'd really appreciate that as we get started. All of your support helps. And we will see you on our first episode. Coming right up. Thank you so much for joining us. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really helps. We appreciate your support. And until next time, stay adventurous. Stay adventurous.